Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, as of 2 a.m., James Harden is officially a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. But who won this blockbuster trade? Well, Perk, he has an idea. And speaking of winning, the impact of Harden's departure on Joel Embiid. What's next for the MVP and where Philly will land in the East? Plus, the California competition, it just got a lot more crowded, my friends. Where Steph's Warriors and LeBron James Lakers stack up with Harden's arrival in L.A. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, where the biggest question in the league, it has been answered months after requesting a trade out of Philadelphia. Our Adrian Wojnarowski, he reported that James Harden is headed to the Los Angeles Clippers in a blockbuster trade. Now, Woj reported this move at about 2 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, while most of the world was sleeping. But he was bringing us these details from an empty, largely closed Newark airport where he had been scheduled to get on a plane. The news called, he delivered the details. This is all according to Woj. The Clippers, they received James Harden, P.J. Tucker, Philip Petrusev for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, two firsts, two seconds, and a pick swap. You got all that? Well, add this. OKC also gets a pick swap from the Clippers as they owned one of the first going to Philadelphia. So with all of that as the background, Woj joins us now, not from the airport. Hope you got at least an hour of rest, my friend. Let's start with the timing (laughs) of all of this, right, Woj? Because just a few days ago, the Clippers, they said they were pressing pause on the James Harden business. So fast forward to last night and what changed? Uh, Malika, what changed was the two sides started to talk again over the weekend. I think there was just a sense of inevitability about this trade between the Clippers and the Sixers that uh, positionally and, and and who was available out there, James Harden fit the Clippers needs. And for the Sixers, you know, the Clippers were the only real team to express significant interest in James Harden. And I think for both organizations, the idea of this playing out over weeks or even months and then doing a trade later in the season made a lot less sense than doing it now. James Harden is essentially a regular season ceiling raiser for an organization. He's not shown to be a great postseason player. And so if you're the Clippers, the idea that you want to do this trade with 79 games left in the season versus 69 or 59 makes sense. And I think for the Sixers, they saw and they believed that the best offer they were going to get from the Clippers was with a lot left on the calendar. And these sides got, listen, they both gave in different ways, but I think fundamentally both sides saw a deal in the end that got them what they wanted, especially the Clippers, not having to give up two of their own first-round picks, not having to give up Terrence Mann. You know, those were certainly deciding factors in them deciding uh, to move forward with this deal and now get James Harden uh, integrated into a Clippers team now that obviously uh, he's surrounded with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and, and 
Harden's old teammate, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, the Clippers, they have high hopes in a crowded Western Conference, and you have to imagine that James Harden is going to have a positive impact on all that. Woj, thank you. We're coming back to you in just a matter of minutes on the Philadelphia side of all this. But in the meantime, take a look at this potential starting lineup for the Clippers. Now it features James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Leonard, and Ivica Zubots. So senior writer Zach Lowe, Brian Windhorst here with us as well. Our analyst, new member of the President's Advisory Council, oh, Okay, you better believe we're going to be adding that to your resume. Brian, I do want to start with you here in all of this, though, because this saga, it has been unfolding for months now. There have been ups and downs, and Zach Lowe's compared it to various different amusement park rides. Now that we finally have a little bit of a resolution here, what do you make of what this means for James Harden? I make that he is a big winner. He got exactly what he wanted yet again. Um, he gets the team he wants to play for. His bird rights go there, and he gets it expediously. Uh, no matter what you want to say about his tactics, he has delivered what he's wanted. Part of the reason why the Sixers want to do this now is they didn't want any more distractions. And his comments over the summer, his coming late to training camp, his leaving in the middle of the preseason, his coming back quasi unannounced, him going to the airport. All of that contributed to a little bit of you know disarray that the Sixers didn't want. It certainly helped that the that the, the Clippers were able to put together a good package. It certainly helped that Tyrese Maxey was able to play so well to start sure. the season that settled down the, the, the Clipper the Sixers going forward. This is James Harden getting what he wanted. He is undefeated. And I'm even going to go back to when he got traded from the Thunder and he got his max contract in his own team with the with the Rockets. He is undefeated in four trades in his career. We've seen guys like Hakeem Olajuwon at the end of their career, you know, basically go into a side business, training NBA players. I'm serious. When James Harden's career is over, he should open up a consultancy where he advises players on how to get traded because he's untouchable. And I'm not saying this tongue-in-cheek. He gets exactly what he wants when he wants under his terms. Victory today for James Harden. Well, James Harden being traded for the fourth time in his NBA career that is tied for the most by a former MVP in the league, Westbrook, Moses Malone, and Bob McAdoo are the others. But, Zach, when your phone starts buzzing bright and early, actually, I don't even think it was bright at that point, uh, about the news of this trade, what was your reaction? Welcome to the Last Chance Saloon, baby. This is James Harden's yet another shot to rewrite his postseason legacy on a would-be contender. It might be the Clippers' last shot at doing something really, really consequential with Paul, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They've won three playoff series in four years, none since 2021. They are almost all in, but they kept that 2030 first round pick and they kept Terrence Mann. And for Philly, look, this is a nice resolution. The distraction, which could have gotten worse, as Brian outlined, is gone. Tyrese Maxey is playing not just like an all-star, but like an all-NBA player through three or four games. They're set. They're stable. They got a bunch of good rotation players in addition to the draft picks in this trade. But look, don't let that distract you. They are still on the clock with mm. Joel Embiid. Their competition is still the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, and in the other conference, Denver and Phoenix and all those great teams. And they're not quite at that level yet. They're a move away. Do they have that move in them between now and February? Because Boston looks outrageously good. Milwaukee will get there once Chris Middleton gets healthy. Sure. But for now, I think both teams can exhale and move on. And the Clippers, they undeniably got better. 
And it is also true that James Harden undeniably got what he wanted, and that is so rare. But the key factor here is at what cost? Because this is a legacy-defining move by James Harden. I'm telling you, if you're a player in the NBA looking at this news, you're like, man, must be nice. Someone who has been able to play on four teams, four contenders in four years. And this is his legacy right here, because if it doesn't work out, people are going to start saying, hey, you know, we saw the situations around you that were out of your control, but this stop right here with the Clippers is in your full control. If they are healthy, yeah. if they are available, mm -hmm. and he plays to what he has done, led the league in assists last year, they should win. But if he falls short, this is what his legacy will be determined moving forward. Oh, yeah, and, and the Clippers, they've struggled a bit in the Paul George Kawhi era with consistency at the point guard position, so they're hoping that James Harden is that answer, and that's kind of the Harden side of this, at least for now, there's a whole lot more to get into, but another impacted party, of course, as Zach Lowe mentioned, is Joel Embiid in the 76ers, so let's bring back in the man with all of the answers, Woj, the Sixers, they got back multiple draft picks, they got back a swap and all of this as well. What are their plans to continue sort of building around the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, here? Well, Malika, it's certainly not to wait around and use those draft picks in the future. Those are... Mm. Those are all trade assets now for the clip for the Sixers uh, between now and you know, the February trade deadline uh, to see who becomes available uh, and who they can get uh, get into the action with. The Sixers believe that they can offer now a package comparable uh, to what Drew Holiday went for uh, earlier uh, this season uh, from Portland once Milwaukee had moved on from him. Uh, they see that in their minds, you know, they can offer up that kind of package for the next available, you know, star guard or wing player. And that's going to be the Sixers goal in the short term around Joel Embiid to fortify this team again before the playoffs. And then bringing back those expiring contracts, moving out P.J. Tucker. This is a team now that could have up to 50, 65 million dollars in salary cap space right. in the summer. Now, listen, there may, there may not be the big free agent for them uh, to go out and use it on, uh, but it opens up the door for trades uh, for teams who are looking to get money off. It certainly, and with those picks, with those assets, you look again at the February trade deadline mm -hmm. and then in the summer, and that's what Daryl Morey is selling Joel Embiid on, that uh, this is a season that uh, can still end with a playoff run and then there's a future around him in Philly uh, where they're going to try to sell him on, on reshaping this roster uh, and putting together the kind of team that Joel Embiid can look around at Boston look around in Milwaukee and say, I can compete with those guys. Right, because if we've said it once, we've said it a hundred times. When you have a star of Joel Embiid's caliber, you are always on the clock. Woj, thank you very much. Try to make this next flight west, and we're going to see you in studio soon. We appreciate <laughs> the time. Ramona Shelburne here with us as well. The Sixers, their success, Ramona, right? It's synonymous with Joel Embiid, as Woj just outlined. How does he feel today in, this, in, the, in the new day about this deal that happened with James Harden? Well, I think it helps a lot that Tyrese Maxey has been this good this early early. Absolutely. I mean, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, but also looks like a budding all-star. And so there was this sense that they were having this two, the, this cap space plan. Okay, we're going to save room for two max players and Tyrese didn't expend. Well, Tyrese looks like that second star. But as Woj just mentioned, those, those draft picks they got for James Harden, those are trade assets. And the question that everyone will be watching with Joel for the rest of this year and for as long as he gives them is, 
how long and how patient is he going to be for them right. to find that third star? To find really the second star could be Tyrese, but how long does he give them to find the third star to do something with those draft picks? Because a 26 first round pick, a 28 first round pick, he'll be done with his prime by then, mm. right? What, what about this year? What about next year? He doesn't need to give them that much longer of his prime to do something with those picks. And I think that's really the bottom line when, you, when it comes to a star player. As Malika, you said you're always on the clock. They did well in this trade. They got back the two first-round picks. That was a red line for them. They had yeah. to have two first-round picks. What do you do with them now and how quickly? It still feels, Brian, incomplete to me until we see where, where those picks end up. And that seems to be what Joel Embiid is feeling. Yeah, I think the mandate is the same. Even if James Harden was happily on the 76ers and had signed a beautiful extension this offseason, they were under the same amount of pressure. After a couple of seasons where they underachieved and the comments that Joel Embiid made over the offseason, they were under pressure to get deeper into the playoffs this year, yeah. to make a run at winning the Eastern Conference. That's one of the reasons why they changed the head coach, regardless of what was going to happen with James Harden. And that is a reality when you have a star player of this level. When you have an in-their-prime MVP, his contract is irrelevant. It's what his happiness level is. So it is the mandate of Daryl Morey and Elton Brand and that organization to keep Joel Embiid engaged and believing the team can compete for a championship. And so that is the, the mission. And now they have a little bit more chips in the game to be able to do that. And based on what I understand, I think Joel Embiid is in a good place. I think he's off to a good start this season. He's had a couple of really good games in a row. The team is off to a good start. A lot of the players are feeling good about themselves. And now they don't have have to worry about James Harden showing up or not. I think in the short term here, I think you'll see the Sixers play some pretty good basketball even before they make another potential trade to add to their roster. Yeah, particularly if Tyrese Maxey can keep in the direction that he has been going early to start the season here. Zach Lowe, last word on this. What I would want to see if I'm Joel Embiid or what I want to see if I'm a Sixers fan is this whole era, eight, nine, ten years, it's been constant drama. Constant tumult, ups and downs, trade requests, unhappy players, coaching changes. All of that needs to stop. This needs to be viewed by the organization from ownership to Joel Embiid to everybody as the end point of all of that. Whatever has to happen within their culture, and that involves everybody, to not go down this road again, to not have another unhappy superstar, another drama, another set of distractions, they need to have an internal come to Jesus kind of meeting that we just can't keep going down this road because you just can only do it so many times. And that's on everybody. Like yeah. everybody there has got to be tired of all of this. Yeah, you have to process it and then turn the page to the next process that the 76ers are going into. By the way, I know, uh, Ramona, you're a calendar keeper. I'm a calendar keeper. Have you guys circled these dates on your calendar yet? That's the Clippers and the 76ers. We get to see them go head-to-head -head on March 24th and then on March 27th on ESPN. Man, get your popcorn ready. Still to come on our show this afternoon as James Harden packs his bags for Los Angeles. He's actually, he should be on the plane now. Uh, what does this move mean for the Lakers? Are they still the team to beat in Los Angeles? Plus, what Harden's move, what it means for Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Big perk, he is here with a big take on who won this trade. Interesting, can't wait to hear that. And will Harden's homecoming help rewrite the script for this Sixers squad? Janae Agumake, she breaks down how the Clippers need to use Harden to take advantage of their championship window. You're watching NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. 
and boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today. Who would have thought going into last night, the Orlando Magic and the Los Angeles Lakers would be the must-see clothes that you needed in your life, and yet it was. D'Angelo Russell gets it to go over Paolo Bancaro. Our Dave McMenamin tweeted that everyone was shocked. The arena couldn't even process what they had seen from D'Lo on that play. And then LeBron James, a little behind the back there, to Rui Hachimura, who gets it to go. Not easy that right one more there. Time. What? Anticipating the defense? Check that. To Christian That boy Wood. clean. Don't mess up that assist. That's too Yeah, great. you got to finish that one. This is where it got good, though. Final five minutes of the game here. D'Lo, he pulls up. He would have 28 points, two rebounds, eight assists on the night. But LeBron says, oh, D'Lo can do that? Let me remind that's you. That's his signature step back, y'all. Okay, that's cute. Copy the celebration. Well, we're not going to talk about the fact that he took the exact same shot. Didn't go as well about a minute <laughs> later. But D'Angelo Russell said, no worries about that. Lakers have a one-point lead. Now Lakers up three at this point. They have a chance. The Orlando Magic do. Air ball. No. Back out. Jalen Suggs. We've seen him make this shot before. Oh. But this wasn't UCLA. The Lakers oh. get the win by oh, three. Listen to LeBron James after Some the game. Gonzaga shade. We're going to continue to get better. I think we're still a little um, trying, to, trying to figure it out, um, you know, which is okay. Um, we're four games in, so we're going to get a lot better uh, with it um, throughout the season. But um, so far, um, we've liked some of the things that we've done. So after the biggest news of the day, the James Harden trade, the Clippers, they moved from 18 to 1 to 13 to 1 to win the title. Those are their odds according to Caesar Sportsbook. That is now tied with the Lakers for the sixth shortest title odds in the NBA. So back here with our panel, which now includes Mr. Carry on himself, Kendrick Perkins. After seeing <laughs> that massive jump in the odds for the Clippers big perk, do you think that the Lakers, are they still the team to beat in this city that we are all sitting in Los Angeles? No, and they haven't been the team to beat. You know why? Because the Clippers has has owned the Los Angeles Lakers every time they match up. The Lakers do not match up well with the Clippers even before the James Harden trade. Now, I'm not saying it's a landslide, but I give the slight edge to the Clippers. The only thing that we have ever questioned about the Los Angeles Clippers has been their health. Matter of fact, I strongly believe that if Kawhi would have been healthy last season, postseason, they would have beat Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. But you add a James Harden, I don't know how that's going to fit, but I think Ty Lue will figure it out. But when you look at the Clippers' depth from top to bottom, if you look at the center position with the combination of Big Zubak and Plumley, they have that sewed up. When you look at the wing position and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they have that sewed up. Now you have... 
Terrence Mann, Russell Westbrook, Bones Holland, James Harden, all of those guards that could go out there and impact the game on any given night with an elite head coach. So if I had to pick one to say that was the, you know, the, the, has a one-up, it's the Clippers over the Lakers. Hmm. And I'm riding with that one. Yeah, you know, what was mentioned a minute ago about how this trade raised the regular season ceiling for the Clippers? Yeah. I think that's true because if you look at James Harden and Paul George, these are guys who have been awesome in the regular season with I'm not so sure about their postseason resumes. But when you look at the opportunity that the Clippers have, it's pretty fascinating. I'm not sure we've seen this before, or at least not very often, where we've got three players, three superstar players, all of them playing for a contract. Because that's what Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden are. All of them are without long-term contracts. You're going to get them, in theory, at their absolute best, at their highest level of motivation. It's kind of like the inverse of what the Clippers have seen over the last few years where those guys have been settled into deals and haven't maybe put the gas all the way to the floor. So it's actually a pretty advantageous position. And because I think their ceiling's a little bit higher than the Lakers, that makes this potential matchup fascinating. I only wish Harden would be would be able to play tomorrow night when they face up oh, against each other for the first time. Oh, I would love that as well. And I wish this was a simple question because the simple answer is, if you look at the squad, the Clippers are the better team. Top to bottom with the depth. But the reality is, I keep coming back to the Lakers because at the end of the day, go back to 2020. They won the championship. Go back to last year. They're in the Western Conference Finals. Los Angeles finds a way even when they started off last year with like 0.01% of our chances, they still find a way to win when it matters most. So the better team in the regular season is absolutely the Clippers. But what we have seen later on is that the Lakers, for some reason, have been able to, despite what they have done head-to-head, -head, finish stronger. And so... Can I say, can I do what I normally did? I'm sorry to our producer, Pete McConnell, because he tells me I need to like, be more direct. She's but, saying, but she's, but she's saying. Are you going to hedge again? I, that's not a hedge. That's a fact. I think she's saying the Lakers. The team is the Clippers, but I'm going to say the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what, what have the Clippers needed the last couple years? A point guard. Yep. They needed a point guard. Like we, I, I wrote a whole story about how Paul George was trying to be the point guard. But that's not his position. They just got James Harden mm -hmm. to be the point guard who led the NBA in assists last year, who sacrificed his own game to get Joel and be the MVP and to play the way that he needed him to play. They yep. needed him. They got James Harden. Right. Like, I think we have all gone through so much drama with James Harden that yeah. we forget how good he is. He's James Harden. Yeah. He's really good. He's gonna. He's exactly what they need. Here's the deal. From 2019 to 2023, the Clippers, their point guards, ranked 28th in points Ooh. per game and last in assists per game. That's the one change. assist title last season. James Harden. There you go. Tomorrow, star-studded NBA Wednesday doubleheader. It starts at 7.30 Eastern. SGA and the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're hosting Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. And then it's the next chapter of that battle that we just talked about. We're in the West Coast, the Battle of L.A., Kawhi, Paul George, the Clippers, LeBron, and AD. Our coverage, it tips with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. Still to come on our show, is losing Harden actually a win for Philadelphia? What's next for Joel Embiid and the 76ers? Big perk, he has some thoughts on that. Plus, it has been a week of stars filling up the box scores, electrifying plays, 
But what team has had the most impressive first week? Ooh. We're going to tell you what we think. And with a playoff rematch between the Knicks and the Cavs tonight, does New York still have their eye on Donovan Mitchell? Could he be the oh. missing piece for the Knicks? We discuss all that and so much more. You're going to want to hear what Josh Hart had to say as well as NBA Today rolls on. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to NBA Today. While you were sleeping, massive news. It's a blockbuster deal. The L.A. Clippers acquired 10-time All-Star guard James Harden. Harden on the crossover. Oh, he caught a body underneath this time. The Sixers and Clippers started to really get traction. Conversations went deep into the night. He's been on the Rockets, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Clippers. So he's been on four teams in two and a half years. This is minutes going to be compromised. Who's going to have the ball in their hands? That is a question. Welcome back to NBA Today, where the biggest news across the league is James Harden is on his way, according to our Adrian Wojnarowski, to the Los Angeles Clippers, here with Cheney Agumake. And James Harden, you know, since it's Halloween, he dubbed his time with the Nets. The potential for that was scary hours. Mm. So what is it going to be in Los Angeles? There's been so many questions about how this is actually going to look on the floor. There's only one ball. All these ball-dominant guards. What is this going to look like? Cheney Agumake, you have the answers. Let's dive into the new-look roster for the Los Angeles Clippers. And my girl, check it out right here. We've got James. Harden making his debut but let's dive into this trade because it truly affects the point guard matchup Russ so far he's gonna have to split his time so far this season he's averaged 11 and 7 and 6 which is not bad shooting 60% but you've added James Harden who led the league last year in assists so yes. they will have to split time but what people are not going to talk about so much is the versatility now because James is a great creator who can he create for Bones Highland can get in the mix here Terrence Mann can get in the mix here. The guy that they really wanted to keep, Norm Powell, can get in the no mix here as well. And then P.J. Tucker, you can even sub him in and play a little small ball, which is very fascinating. So let's take a look at what James Harden provides, the 2023 version. So we're only my tape producer, Kathy, baby. 2023 version of James Harden, excellent in the pick and roll, still strong to get to the rim, but freeze in my Kendrick Perkins voice. He's really committed himself to passing the ball. Instead of a Sixers player, this right now is going to be who? Paul George, who shoots 38% on catch and shoot. Malika, I imagine that number going all the way up because those shots, Check this out. What do you get in a James Harden? Those shots that I'm talking about, he's a player that gets his teammates open. Over the last three seasons, he has created 350 
uncontested looks for his teammates with his passes. Now, how does this help Kawhi and PG? Well, they're not used to getting open looks like this. In fact, they have only gotten 133 uncontested shots combined. Mm. So James Harden generates over two and a half times that amount. So potentially, this could be a quick fix to get better looks for guys that are potential Hall of Famers. Yeah, that is a stark number. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Not to mention, James Harden is coming here motivated. He knows, as you talked about earlier, the legacy piece that is on the line for him. This is, by all accounts, someone who is in shape, who wants to be out there and play. He just didn't want to do so in Philadelphia. Now he gets these all-world teammates, future Hall of Famers. It's going to be interesting to see how it looks on the floor. But Kendrick Perkins, when you evaluate both sides of this trade, when you look at what the Philadelphia 76ers gave up and got back, when you look at James Harden heading to the Los Angeles Clippers in a very crowded Western Conference, who's your winner of this trade? <laughs> you know I love food, and I love them chili cheesesteaks. I'm talking about with the whiz, the cheese whiz, whiz on whiz, top. Whiz, I'm whiz. going with Philadelphia. I'm going with Philadelphia. Here's why. First of all, congratulations to Daryl Moore in the front office. Uh, front office. You know why? They got James Harden out of Tyrese Maxey way. Now we're able to see the best version of this young man that's going to continue to grow, especially in the position Nick Nurse has put him in. Next, I look at the pieces that they acquired. Getting Robert Covington, who's a guy that could be a 3 and D guy, a guy that I feel like Nick Nurse is going to put in an excellent position to be successful. You have Marcus Morris, who has proven to be a guy that could come in and get you buckets. And he's back home. And then Nicholas Batum. What I love about Nicholas Batuni, 6'8", 6'9", long, could defend multiple positions, an excellent rebounder at his position, and he's going to hold those corners and give them space and knock down threes. And then you have a young fella in K.J. Martin who is young, athletic, plays with a lot of spirit, and I love this for the Philadelphia 76ers. And Walsh talked about this earlier. If it's not working out, Meaning if the 76ers are not number three in the Eastern Conference or in the top six in the playoff contentions. Daryl Moore has shown us time and time again that what? He's one of the most aggressive GMs in the league. And so he's always going to keep his head on the swivel. He's always going to be looking at how to improve this roster to keep Joel Embiid happy. Who, by the way, looks in pretty damn engaged to me. 35, 15, 7 assists, and 6 blocks last game on the back-to-back. Look, this Philadelphia 76ers team, I'm not saying that they're, the, they're going to beat the Celtics right now, and I'm not saying that they're going to beat the Bucks. But quiet is kept. They're not far away from either one of those teams. I don't know, Perk. I love what I have seen from Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey, 30.3 points over his first three games, the most by any three-game span in his career. And... I just think, like, Chanae's breakdown, people forget, because of all this drama, what James Harden brings to a team. And that impact, I feel like, maybe yeah, is, getting, is getting overlooked just a little bit in the playoffs is when the prove-it comes. Perk, thank you, my friend. Still to come on mm. NBA Today, the Golden State Warriors. They're perfect 3-0 on the road. Remember all those road struggles last year? How Steph and the Dubs are sending a message with their hot start away from home. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NBA Today. The biggest news in the league today is Harden to the Clippers, but there were 11 games last night in the NBA, including three remaining undefeated teams, so let's go coach-to-coach on the action. And we're going to start with the defending champions, 4-0 after beating the Jazz. It's not just Jokic's triple-doubles that pop, but the fact that the Nuggets have held the lead 95% of the time they've been on the court this season. Zach, after all the talk about losing depth, did the Nuggets somehow get better? Uh, they got better by continuity, I guess, and their depth looks pretty darn good. Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, they're kicking butt. Watch out for the Nuggets. Well, speaking of triple-doubles, Luka Doncic has led the Mavs to a 3-0 start, becoming the first player in NBA history to lead his team outright in points, in rebounds, and assists in each of their first three games. And, and look at this video here. I mean, we're playing soccer before the game. Shanae, is this a recipe for a Dallas success? And I don't mean the soccer. It is absolutely not a recipe because we all know Luka tends to start the season strong. He's had game winners. He Good puts point. the whole team on his back. But what, how does he finish? They finish out of the playoffs. They finish out of circumstances where every year we say he could be an MVP. And then he works too hard, and then it just is no success. So I don't see this working unless the whole team does better. Meanwhile, the Boston Celtics, they are 3-0. And watch this play right here. This is going to sum up Jordan Poole, right? He's going to be a little too casual and get rejected by Kristaps Porzingis. It's coming, I promise. But Tatum Brown, they each had over 30 for the 23rd time as teammates. Only Katie, Russ, Kobe, and Shaq had more over the last 40 years. Perk, did they get enough credit as a duo? There's the play. (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. They're one of the Here best duos in the oh. league, top three for sure. We always show the Jays love. They just got to deliver when it matters the most. I see what our producers did, putting Jordan Poole and the Golden State Warriors back-to-back. Because uh, how about Steph oh. Curry last night? 42 points. He put on a show in New Orleans. It was Steph's 34th 40-point game since he turned 30. Only Michael Jordan has more. Ramona, this is a blast to watch. But how sustainable is this? It's very sustainable because the Warriors are plus 31 in the minutes that Steph is not on the court. Mm. You know what that does? What? It gives him time to rest. <laughs> he doesn't have to do everything. So when he comes into the game, his tank is full. All right, so those teams, they all had impressive starts. But who has had the most impressive first week of the NBA season in your eyes, Zach? Well, Denver, but for purposes of this segment, I love what I'm seeing from the Warriors. It's not just that they're 3-1. and one. It's not this, just that Steph has been absolutely absurd, like absurd, absurd, in fourth quarters the last two games. It's just that the team 
seems to make sense. If you watch them, especially in the last two games, it feels like a team that's in their 30th or 40th game of the season. Andrew Wiggins showed some life last night. They have a rotation that seems to make sense. They have an identity. Chris Paul has put his imprint on the team. They don't look and feel like a team that's just starting out learning each other. They look like a team that's got some identity baked in and has bigger things on their mind. Well, they picked up where they left off last year, which was saying, we have a championship core. We just need to start that way. We need to believe in that. They doubled down on their championship core. Draymond, Steph, Clay, and they added Chris Paul to that. And I think when, when they end their season early, that means they have more time to fill up the tank. And they, they look like they've just started a full-speed sprint. So we have two votes for Golden State. Perk, where are you going on this one? I'm going with Luka Doncic in the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. He has been putting the entire league across his lap and giving them a spanking with designer fills. You want Louis? You got that. You want Gucci? You got that. Listen, the man is leading the league. The man is leading the league in scoring. He's number three in assists. He's tied with Steph Curry and three-pointers made. He's tied with Evan Mobley uh, in rebounding at number seven. I mean, what else are we talking about right now? This man is unguardable, and he's on the mission. We saw him running the stairs this yep. offseason and getting in shape for the marathon. This team looked like they're matching and finding their roles. Luka has been the most impressive thing thus far in this short season. I mean, Perk, you're absolutely right. What are we talking about? Because not too long ago, you were sitting with Malika and I, and you tried to say a bar, and you sort of messed up, and we had your back. I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. Oh, I thought you were going with Mono Tennis. Oh, not Mono oh, yeah. <laughs> Not at all. How did we miss the Denver Nuggets? Who yeah. just won rings, who Jokic Undefeated. continues to make history mm. with triple-doubles, scratching the surface of the top ten. I forgot where, where he is in the rankings. I just love all of it. I mean, talking about teams that have not missed a beat, this team is a well-oiled machine. That guy right there, Jamal Murray, looks good. It's not easy to come back from injury and be consistent. He's done such. Aaron Gordon's playing good basketball. I mean, we talk about so many contenders that can compete with the Nuggets, but time and time again, less is more, less drama, less problems, less issues on offense. They have solutions, and they look consistent, and they have the bling to show it off. I'm on Team Ramona and Team Zach with Steph Curry. 33 and a half points from, per game. Malika? Where are you 56 from, Malika? 56% from the field, 47% from the three, four, 92% from the free throw line. And when Steph was asked about if this is the best start in his career, he's like, nah, 2016 was. We know, That's right. You know. We know where you from. <laughs> Yeah, area. All right, it's Halloween. Did you guys see this Giannis Antetokounmpo? Oh, my God. He went full Hulk mode on and off the court last night, but it's what Josh Hart is saying about Donovan Mitchell that might be a trick or a treat oh. for Knicks fans. That's coming up. Uh-huh. Wow. Like a <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. 
or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Knicks giving them Cavalier treatment. For the first time in 10 years, Knicks are in the second round of the playoffs. An amazing bounce-back season continues. We get to play more basketball. Whenever we get to do that, it gives us another opportunity to get better and uh, move forward and um, continue to see where we can go. Go New York! Go New York! Ah! Orange and blue sky! Yeah! Yeah! That Stephen A. video cracks you up every time. We have a rematch tonight, though. The Knicks, they head to Cleveland to take on Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. Mitchell's close friend, current member of the Knicks, weighed in on, on the murmurs that Donovan Mitchell still ultimately landing in New York City is a possibility. Uh, this is what Josh Hart told the New York Post. He said, quote, he's from New York. New York is never going to let that go away. So you're never going to know what happens. That's for the future. That's for the Knicks' Twitter to talk about and have rumors about and put up stats of God knows what. But everyone knows that will be an underlying thing. Interesting. So Hart not necessarily throwing water (laughs) on anything there. Uh, Brian Windhorst, the Knicks are still (laughs) holding on to some very serious assets here. Where do you think Mitchell falls on the wish list for New York? I don't think he falls very high, and that's why he's not a Nick. And I think Scott Perry, who's our new colleague here at ESPN, but he gave an interview last week on a podcast where he basically said what we've all suspected, which is that the Knicks, when they were talking to the Jazz, didn't see Donovan as that sort of singular force, to use his word. He said if he was a singular force in Utah, they would have been in the conference finals. He probably wouldn't have been available. I'm not sure that the Knicks see Donovan as that type of player. You know, this uh, Just recently, Bradley Beal gave an interview to our uh, Mark Spears at Anscape where he talked about how the Knicks were on his list of teams that he would waive his no-trade clause for, but the Knicks really didn't engage because I don't think the Knicks see Bradley Beal as that type of player. The guy that I think the Knicks are, are going for, the type of player, is a guy like Joel Embiid, that type of MVP-level player. And if Donovan wants to prove the Knicks wrong, he can start the next two nights because that's when they play against the, the Cavs play the Knicks the next two nights. I think the Knicks have set the standard that they're not going to go for a player like Donovan and that they want to set their sights on a guy who is like the level of Joel Embiid. Uh, look at look at Perk nodding along, loving it. It's like it's like this is your, this is his gospel right here. I mean, there was a trade that they would have done, though, Brian. There was a trade the Knicks would have done for Donovan Mitchell earlier in the summer, and the and the Jazz didn't pull the trigger on that one, right? And so I think they wanted him. They just, by the time it came back around, it didn't happen. But, look, Josh, Hart, that, Josh Hart's right. It is always going to be a thing. Mm. And I do think the Knicks have a collection of assets that is uh, essentially unrivaled in this league. They're the collection of what the Knicks can offer. There's a few teams that have anywhere close to that, but they don't have New York City. And so they can sit and be choosy with whatever superstar may become available over the next year or two. So that's Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now Giannis just extended, so is he off the board? We'll see. He signed an extension. But the Knicks can be choosy, and that's what I think the comments from Scott Perry reflect. I mean, the only choice that they have, in my opinion, is Joel Embiid and Monitor in that situation. Because when we talk about superstars, it's level to this. We're talking about the big apple. So you got to go big 
What's a guy that could actually move the needle, that could come in and actually give you a legitimate push to be a, a title contender? No disrespect to Donovan Mitchell, but he's not that guy that's going to give the Knicks that push. Neither is Carl Anthony Towns. But I think and I know Joel Embiid is that guy for the New York Knicks. If he happened to be, you know, get pissed off with the situation in Philly and, and won out, I think the destination for him, the perfect marriage, the in this, it's the New York Knicks. I was not expecting <laughs> it, the, the mwah to end that. I was waiting for a food note. I know, me too. Let's shift to another Eastern Conference playoff rematch because the Milwaukee Bucks, they got a little revenge last night. They knocked off the Heat 122 to 114. Obviously, the Dame Heat storyline was there as well. Giannis scored a season high 33 points. Dame had 25, marking the first time the teammates have both scored 25 or more. Now, the Lillard Attentacumbo duo, it looked pretty incredible at times, but not quite as incredible as Giannis after the game. What we got? <laughs> Don't be scared. Come on. He did his whole post game like what? that. No, no. <laughs> Zach the Grouch. He's back again. On point. <laughs> this what? is the director of grouchiness, Zach Lowe. Was that a roar we heard? It's like grumble. Uh, yeah, I'm grouchy. I'm grouchy. What are you grouchy about today? I'm grouchy about, <laughs> I'm grouchy about, I want more Dame Giannis pick and rolls, and I'm grouchy that it's still Chris Middleton minutes restriction time. It's not Chris Middleton's fault. I just want to see more. The grouch wants to see more Chris Middleton, more Dame Giannis pick and rolls when we have a long season to go. Oh and now I want some candy. Where's the voice, Zach? We're going to get you the full size. We're going to get you the yeah, full size. If you're going to go Oscar, yeah, you got to go. Let me, the hear, voice. That, don't let me be. hear that growl Is again. Uh, you want I got a trash can and everything. Zach the Grouch, don't be grouchy about the inaugural in-season tournament that begins on Friday. Group stage, doubleheader, Giannis in the Bucks. Oh, baby. my God. He'll be less grouchy after that. Host the Knicks no. at 730 Zach, Eastern. he's always grouchy. <laughs> Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets host Luka and the Mavs. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. When we come back, more on the massive trade for James Harden that shook up both the East and the West overnight. What's next for the Clippers and the Sixers? Can we dress up next year, Malika? Absolutely. It was the news that shook up the NBA overnight. This is according to senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. James Harden on his way to the Clippers. You can see the entire deal there on your screen. So I ask you, Brian Windhorst, now that James Harden is teaming up with Kawhi Leonard, with Paul George, uh, with Russell Westbrook and company in Los Angeles, does he have a better or worse chance? I can't take Zach seriously. I know. Um, of winning an NBA title. <laughs> I definitely take him seriously. I, I've known him for years. Um, you know, I think the Clippers have been a team of possibility for so long that this is just an opportunity that they have not had. They, have, they now have a team that absolutely has the possibility to do it, and they're all healthy, and they're all motivated, and absolutely I think that this is probably the best chance he's had in a while because of the level of those teammates, and it's an organization that has no bounds in terms of spending. They added $24 million more to their luxury tax with just with this deal. What does is, what is Perk the Grouch always say? If ifs were fits, we'd all be drunk or some such thing. What? There's a lot of ifs. <laughs> 
<laughs> with the Clippers. There's a lot That's of ifs it. with the Clippers. If the Grouch says if the ifs all hit right, the Clippers with James Harden absolutely have the goods to make the finals. But if you're asking me where he had a better chance, the Grouch still thinks Philly, if that were even possible. Clearly it was not, and only because... I don't like looking at Denver in my conference. I'd rather uh, put them fair. off as long as possible. The grouch has spoken. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we have created a monster. Every, Literally. Everything, everything that Zach just said and more. That's it. Everything, everything. that Zach said and more. I need to get you in yeah, a big yeah, yeah, costume or something next year. I mean, look, I, from just historically mm-hmm. speaking, this all started in 2019, right? <laughs> Yes. 2019, the Clippers go get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Russell Westbrook is traded to Houston. James and Russell try to play together in Houston. Kawhi and Paul try to play together with the Clippers. None of them win. Now they got one shot all together, all it's four like, of them. It, it, you better lose yourself in the music, music the moment you want. <laughs> I mean, this is the last shot for these one guys. One shot. They all have one been moving around. Changing oh, my team, God. Trying Zach, to team Zach, up. Zach. Always put the this face down. This is the best team the Clippers have ever assembled. Yeah. They have to win this the championship. Is this is Avengers Assemble for the Los Angeles Clippers. I don't know how it's going to end And they're all from up, L.A. But like, I the, guess. Just, they're all from here. Artesia High, Lawndale, Palmdale. Oh, yeah. They're going to. They're trying to do it for the city of Los Angeles. I don't know what Zach's going to be for Halloween next year, Kendrick Perkins. I don't know if anyone's picking them to win, but I do know that the cameras are always rolling. And I like it better when he puts the face down. uh, Ramona (laughs) Shelburne. We knew Chanae had hops. We knew Chanae got buckets. But Ramona Shelburne. Hi. Softball style. It was too, it was too deep. I love too deep. our wonderful hairdresser, Sophie Rose, just like giving you the much-deserved round of applause. The Grouch suspects yeah. that was doctored footage. No, it was real. It was real. The Grouch would be wrong. Happy Halloween, everybody. I would shoot it for real, but the lights are really expensive. She nailed it. Make sure you hand out the full-size candy bars to all the kiddos tonight, and we will see you tomorrow. Did you not get them as a kid, Malika? I can tell. It shows. 